Welcome to episode 18 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron across the table from me. That's Ben. Benny, how was your week, buddy? Week was real good, man. <clears throat> you know, just another day in paradise, buddy. Um, you know, it's so funny, like doing that opening. It's just like, it's like, like <laughs> such like second nature at this point. But like, even like the pauses, they're like all exactly the same except for last week, obviously. But um, what I want to talk to you about first, I want to talk to you about a couple of things this week. But what I want to talk to you about first is we had spoken uh, on Tuesday. First of all, Happy birthday. I mentioned it was your birthday last week coming up this past Tuesday, but um, here we are full, whatever, four days later. Um, so happy four, birthday. Is today, Friday? Today's Friday. Yes. Oh, so three days, whatever. Um, We're recording on a Friday. Which is which has kind of become our uh, our thing now. So we, we spoke on your birthday, obviously. I called you like a good podcast partner does. Uh, after I posted an embarrassing video of us dancing at the Andrea in, in Westerly, and you were in a internet war on eBay, and I heard half the saga, but I didn't hear the rest of it. So why don't you take it back to kind of the beginning of that, and well, let's start there. It's funny. It's funny that you brought it up because <clears throat> I just got served with my eBay papers today, <laughs> and uh, so. You know, for those of you don't who don't know, I uh, I sell a lot of stuff on eBay, and um, I've been to court before on eBay, and um, I represented myself, and uh, I won, and um, it was it was an interesting it was an interesting uh, case. It was a pair of shoes that. You know, we'll call them like vintage shoes. Guy basically sends me a picture of the sole ripped off the bottom of the shoe and a gigantic mark in the front. And he, and he says that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that like, oh, these shoes were, were like faulty or, or whatever. So I'm like, dude, the picture you sent me, there's a gigantic scuff mark. Like, clearly you you kicked something and they right. broke like and um so the way ebay works is like they'll they'll deduct the money from my account to like pay for like pay this guy back right and then i don't know it was like probably a month later i didn't realize it was just like kicking around in ebay court and all of a sudden you get this like email it's like <laughs> boom, here's your money back. Like you, you won the case. So that case, I was like, you know, dude, I didn't know if I was going to win that case. This case, this is a surefire win. Like I couldn't be more confident saying that to you. So uh, let, let me explain. So I sold a pair of Lulu, Lululemon sweatpants online on ebay used mm -hmm. all my stuff is basically used on ebay in like my thing it says like the buyer doesn't accept returns right. so the dude it's a dude i know it's a guy he buys these sweats and they're like gray like a grayish 
weird material that like suppose supposedly there's a stain on them and he's like dude there's a stain on these sweats like <clears throat> and he sends me a picture <clears throat> and he's wearing them and i'm like whoa like so i respond to him like dude you're wearing the pants like how do i know that you didn't just right. get a stain on them he's like oh you want you want to I'm, here I am, like, I'm making up a voice in my head, you know, like, <laughs> oh, you want to go down that avenue? Okay. And and then, and this is what I told you, he fires me a message. He goes, he, he's like, I'm going to put stain remover on the pants. And immediately I'm like, whoa, dude, like, <laughs> like you, you can't just buy something, wear it, then say you see a stain on it. Then say you're going to put stain remover on it. And then if that all doesn't work, you're going to put in like your request to, for return. So long story short, I got a, a return request today and I, there was nowhere to put, um, there was nowhere to put like, no, I won't ex accept this. Yeah, right. Return. Right. So I just like emailed them back. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to, like, sorry, I'm not going to, yeah. like, I'm going to let eBay handle this one. And like everything that happens on eBay is like documented and they review oh, it. Oh, totally. So totally. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this one's in the bag. I'll, um, I'll tell you a, a funny return story. This is, uh, I haven't shopped in, at Walmart in 13 years. Because Hold on, before you go into your story, what do you think? Like, Oh, I, I mean, I think, well, it, for, here's the thing. If you have listed on your profile as you don't accept returns, then that's, that's caveat emptor, baby. That's buyer beware. I mean, if, if, you know, you see that and you're unhappy with the product and I'm sure knowing you that the, the images that are on, you know, there's multiple images. Well, oh, sorry. Going back. He, he even then goes into my, into the picture and says, see, you can see it. And like, I mean, dude, you can't see it, but if he's claiming you can see it in the picture, then isn't that also stating like, hey, the, the stain is in the picture too? But, well, like, right, exactly. I mean, if, <clears throat> if, if there is a, I feel, like a, I feel like a defense attorney right now. If there is a stain in the picture and the profile claims that no returns will be accepted, then you're buying it as is, man. And that's on you to pay attention to that stuff. If you weren't paying enough attention the first time and then you buy it and it's got a stain on it, it's kind of on you, bro. I mean, so I, I mean, if, if you want my opinion, I think you'll probably come out all right. I mean, eBay may hold the money in escrow for a little while, but if you have no returns and the pictures are there and like, I don't know. I mean, I know I, I've bought plenty of stuff off eBay, but like, I know sometimes people will be like, you know, oh, small stain, you know, on left sleeve or some shit like that. But I don't think that that's like a, like a, like you have to clarify that. Right. I mean, my, my only thought is like, I, I bought a jean jacket off eBay fire jean jacket, by the way. Um, <laughs> and it had multiple like little stains, but it was like, you know, it was, I knew that I wasn't buying a new jean jacket. So, right. Um, All right. Yeah. So your return. I think story. Right. So, so yeah, I won this motherfucker. I'm two and zero yeah. on eBay, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, 
So this was this was the summer of 2007. Um, I still right after my, we graduated. Yeah, I had my first still had my first car, my Mitsubishi, and um, it, it unbeknownst to me at the time, the alternator had had gone or was going on it. So I was driving it one night to the gas station. Car died. You know, I got somebody to give me a jump. I drove it home. Whatever, got it home. No problem. It's fine. Coincidentally, my uncle was over at the time and he said, uh, you know, if your battery's dead, you should go to Walmart. Walmart has like really good car batteries for cheap. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll go to Walmart. So the next day I cruise over to Walmart. I go with uh, Matt Olansky, my boy, because we were going to an OAR concert that night. I was going to drive. Obviously, I had to replace the battery first. So we go. I pick up a battery, shoot home, pop that bitch in. Now, for those who've never changed a car battery, it's as simple as it gets. It's detach the old battery, put two in the nuts. new one, reattach, screw it, you tighten the two nuts, your car battery's in. So go to start the car, nothing happens, right? Check everything, make sure I did it right, did, try and start it again, nothing happens. Go grab a battery tester from my next door neighbor, test the battery, it's fucking dead. They sold me a dead battery, like it, 0, 0.0 volts. So I go back, me being the dumb 18 year old I was at the time, had like thrown the receipt away. I get to the customer service counter and I tell them what happened. And she's like, well, do you have your receipt? And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, I really can't do anything without the receipt. I go to the garbage can in front of Walmart and I'm digging through the fucking garbage can and find the receipt. I go back in, I show the lady the receipt, right? So now she's looking at it and I can tell that she's like, there's something up. Like it's not, it's not as simple as it should be. So to shorten the story a bit, she accuses me of buying a car battery and bringing back my old car battery with the receipt to try and get a new car battery. As it turns out, the battery they sold me was a year old, you know, because car batteries have like the month and date of, of manufacturing or whatever on them. It was a year old that had just been sitting there. So she accuses me of buying a car battery, bringing back the old one and trying to get another one. And I'm like, lady, what the fuck do I need two car batteries for? Like I am 18 years old. I have one car. Like what the fuck would I need a second car battery for? They end up calling the manager over. He's like on her side. He's like, you know, it's kind of suspicious. I'm like, there's nothing fucking suspicious about it. You guys sold me a dead battery. Like, look at this battery. It is like, it's not corroded. It, it's completely normal. And, uh, no so, dust, no dirt, no, like nothing dude. Right. And so to, to just make it even shorter. They ended up giving me a new car battery only because car batteries have two year free replacement on them if they go bad. So they didn't even believe me. They just gave me a new one because they're mandated to, because there's a warranty on it. And I fucking threw a tirade on my way out the door. Haven't stepped foot in Walmart since I was 13 years ago. <laughs> well, that's pretty funny. And then wait, so then did you find out that your alt, it was, it wasn't even your battery. It was yeah. Your I found out like two shot. weeks later when the fucking batteries <laughs> kept dying every day. I was like, oh, maybe there's a bigger problem at, at work here. Um, you know, I, I, I told you this story last summer at the beach, um, about my dad and sports authority. So this, this is years and years ago. It was probably shortly after my parents got divorced. And, uh, you know, obviously when you get divorced, they had to split all the bank accounts, all that shit. So my dad had to open new bank accounts. So he went to sports authority to get, I don't know, I think it was something for, he was powerlifting at the time. And, uh, he 
had just opened his checking account and all he had was starter checks. You know, back in the day, people were writing checks and like you had to wait for your checks to come in. Yeah, all yeah, he had, sure. you know, and when you open a checking account, they give you starter checks. So he goes to pay with a starter check and they won't take it. And the guy's like, sorry, you know, sorry, sir, it's store policy. We don't take starter checks. And my dad's like, you know, there's $20,000 in the fucking account. Like it's $35 that I'm trying to pay for. Like, you know, and they, they go back and forth, blah, blah, blah. So my dad boycotts sports authority, refuses to ever step foot in sports authority again. and doesn't fast forward about 15 years, sports authority files for chapter 11 bankruptcy. I get a text from my dad the day it happens with an article with the article saying, you know, sports authority files for chapter 11 bankruptcy and two words from him. Got him. <laughs> my dad no, held out all I, those years and, I, and that was I, the end of sports authority. I remember you telling me the story, but I didn't remember that he sent you a, a text. That's, that's um, unbelievable, man. Unfucking believable. But, um, no, yeah. The, I, I think you're, I think you're in the clear. I think you're going to win this eBay case. I mean, eBay's what's your, like, what's your, like, um, review, like your feedback. I'm a you top, got, like, I'm, good a feedback? Top, I'm a top rated seller. Yeah. yeah you're you're going to be fine. For 200, uh, positive, uh, feedbacks. And then this D bag is his name is Drolet. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you don't buy it. If, if you know Drolet, tell him we're coming for him. It's um, funny. Cause, cause my boy that I played with in Knoxville, Frankie Drolet. Oh, like, maybe it's him. He's pulling a fast one on here. Yeah. Um, actually, that's um, I, I don't know if I ever. How, how did you like start selling on eBay in the first place? Oh my god, dude! It was like a long time ago, and I was just like a, I was like, I don't know, a sixteen, seventeen-year-old kid, and I remember I sold a couple. Uh, it was like when eBay like. Maybe it was like, maybe it wasn't that. It was like, oh, I think 07. So maybe okay. yeah, 18. I think because your account shows you, man, I've made over 10 G's on eBay. <laughs> selling stuff. Good. It like tells you uh, down, down on like your, your home page totally or whatever. Gross, gross sales. But, right. Over, you know, over 10, you know, 10 plus years though. But even, even so, I just was like, uh, I don't know. I think it, I think it had to do with, uh, like basically just like my dad always going to like tag sales and stuff. Yeah. So I used to get stuff for like cheap and then I'd be able to like kind of ups, upsell it or whatever. That's, that's a beauty of, of like buying good shit. You know, I think we've talked about that before. Well, that's like the interesting thing too. Cause that's like, you know, that's like one of Gary Vaynerchuk's like staple things he tells people, you know, I was like, go to tax sales, buy something, flip it. Like, even if you only make 10 bucks, like, you know, it's 10 more bucks than you had. Like, that's like a staple principle. He tries to teach people about entrepreneurship and you were doing it. I mean, that was long before Gary V, you know, became Gary V. Um, Dude, I think it, but on the flip side, like it all has to do with like the internet and stuff. Like, you know, I think that there was like a, it was one of those things that it's like, well, wait, you can't have like a tag sale every weekend, but if you have right. stuff, you know what I mean? And that's like my thing now. I try to tell my sister, um, cause she's always asking me about like selling stuff on eBay and what people need to realize is like, it literally is, it's an online store. So picture yeah. you're in, you know, 
if you have a, you know, a box that you can even put stuff in, like, like instead of like being in the mindset of like, Oh, I don't want this anymore. Just throw it away. Well, if you took the two seconds, put it on eBay and then put it in a box in the corner of your room, you know, like a, whatever, literally a box. So it's out of your, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. And then even if it sits on there for whatever, a month, who cares? Someday someone's going to have broken something of someone's and they're going to be looking for the exact same thing that you have for sale and they're going to buy it, yeah. you know, and they'll pay, you know, extra or, or, you know, whatever, or just put it up for a higher price and, and, and let, you know, put the make offer, you know, button on or whatever. And, and who cares? Just rock with it. Well, it's interesting because I had a, I had a liquor retailer I used to do business with that, that put things into perspective once for me that, I had never put two and two together until he kind of said this to me. And this is like the difference between like an on to online retail store and a, and a brick and mortar retail store. But he's, he was talking about like items on the shelf, right. In a liquor store. And if you don't have a 15,000 square foot liquor store, you have to make decisions on what you bring in, what you don't bring in, what you keep, what you let go based on turn rate, all that stuff. And he said to me one time, he said like every item on my shelf I think of as a tenant and I'm the landlord. And if it's not selling, it's not paying rent and it's got to go. And his like ideology was that like, if it's not selling, I'm going to close, I'm going to blow it out at what I paid for, be done with it and move on. And like the point of all that is the difference between that and eBay is like, if you have something that you want to sell, you already have it. You know, it's not, odds are it's not something you just went pick, picked up and is like, you know, you're just holding on to, to sell it. Although people do do that, but it's something you already have. It's not taking up any extra space and you're just sitting there and it's up in the online store. It doesn't matter how long it takes to sell. And once it sells, you're making money for basically doing nothing for just getting rid of something you already have. Um, and, and like, it's funny, we're talking about this now because I'm moving at the end of the month and I'm like slowly in my mind going through the shit I'm going to get rid of. Cause you know, I purge every time I move, I just get rid of shit. And I just literally, once you started talking, was like thinking like, what do I have that I can, that I could sell, you know, in short order. So I don't have to move it to like the whole point is obviously to get rid of it before I move. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just hey, the other, like the other thing, like to go on, on top of that though, it's like, uh, so my sister was like, well, like what's, what's like your minimum. And I'm like, I don't know. Would you throw a $10 bill away? Right. It's like, you know, if, if, if you can get 10 bucks for it, you know, then get shipping, you know, you can manipulate the shipping a little bit. Fun fact for, for all you new eBayers, like how so that will just say it weighs more. Oh, oh, okay. You know, it's all calculated off weight. So, right. you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, you know, I'm just saying like the, you can literally find, you know, it, you can make it like, I mean, you're, you've been in sales forever. Like you can make it look like, you know, okay. So put the cost of the item lower. If you go on eBay and, and, and look at something, call it like a cell phone charger and everyone's sure. selling for, for eight bucks. Right. And then free shipping. Well, I mean, you could sell yours for four bucks and then 
six bucks worth of shipping, you know, and now you're making the same, you know, same amount plus, plus more. A fast dime is better than a slow buck. That's what my old sales manager used to say. He knows what's up. And he also used to always, he's had all these fucking cliche sayings. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Uh, he said a fucking million of them, but they're, but they're all true. Like, and it's true. It's like, you know, somebody that deals with retailers all the time. And like these guys that sit in there, I always compare them to like Kings in their kingdoms because they don't ever leave. They don't see what the market's doing. They don't know what their competition's doing. They only focus on what's in front of them. There's so many of them that would rather make 40% gross profit as opposed to 20% gross profit and sell twice as much. You know what I mean? And like, there's an old, another expression. I may have even said this in an episode once, but like gross profit is theoretical, right? It doesn't matter if you make a thousand percent gross profit on something. If it doesn't fucking sell, you don't make anything on it. So like you have to like balance out whether you're going to sell something quickly and keep selling more of it, volume of it, or if you want to make a lot of money on it and then potentially sit on it for a while. Yeah, totally, man. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of uh, <clears throat> whatever. You know, like in terms of like, you know, internet sales, it's like, you don't have to have a physical location. Right. You know, people are only staying inside. They're not, you know, no one wants to venture out anymore if they can get exactly what they want. You know, as soon as you can realize that, you know, literally you can sell anything, you know, it's like. Like, dude, I'm looking behind you at, at your collection of Treehouse Brewery cans. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, some Treehouse fan would buy those. Oh, for you know, sure. If they had a collection, you know, it's, you know, like the artwork on that can. Like, you got to see, learn to see value in everything. Oh, it's, it's, um, it's funny, actually. Not, not the cans themselves, but the beers. I mean, Juice Machine, at least for forever, was like, the most sought after treehouse beer one of um they used to only release it once a year they release it more than that now but i remember the first time i ever got my hands on one i went online the next day to see like what people were selling them for so i think they cost me maybe six bucks a can i mean they weren't cheap but you could you could only buy and you could only buy two um and they were going online the next day for the lowest was 40 bucks and people were willing to pay 40 dollars for a 16 ounce can of beer shipped across the country and like people i don't know if people know this but when you ship alcohol uh well low percentage abv alcohol it will affect the flavor of it like that can's not going to get shipped to you and taste exactly how it would if you bought it from the brewery itself um so i you know but people you're right though people will pay anything man you build it they will come and like it's what you're doing with ebay and ebay selling i mean that's just hustling man that's like seeing opportunity where other people don't see opportunity, you know, like I feel like a lot of people work their nine to five, they go home, they do whatever, they go to bed, they do it all over again. Selling on eBay, that's, you know, that's grinding and like seeing opportunity and something on the side of the road. Like I remember you telling me you sold like dirt bike tires recently. Yeah, that was actually on, dude. So I had never, I hadn't had a Facebook forever. And, uh, I finally, I, <clears throat> I was like, dude, I bit the bullet. And I was like, I'm getting a Facebook back because I've heard so much about people doing so well on Facebook marketplace, right? Man, I couldn't, 
I couldn't reiterate like Facebook marketplace is awesome, dude. Like, and, and what you were talking about, like I found two motorcycle tires on the side of the road, uh, like for free. And then later that day I found, or my uncle saw a, a hiking backpack on the side of the road for free. He's like, yo, there's a backpack. So I went and grabbed it threw the tires up on Facebook marketplace for 50. So this happened early in the morning, put them up around five o'clock, the tires for 50, the backpack for 75 had them both sold by eight that night. So unbelievable. like, there you go. Free money. Like so $125 for literally just going and picking something up and taking the time to throw it on the internet. Yeah. It, it took me, it took me probably, and it's so Facebook marketplace is way easier than eBay. Cause it's just like, you just hit like item, like it says sell, and then you can pick item or vehicle item, then what it is, description, brand, price and then just whatever and then let someone you know even if someone was like hey i'll give you i'll give you uh 30 for the tires 50 for the like backpack. fine yeah i didn't pay anything for <laughs> yeah sure anything you want but yeah uh, I, I i guess that's it's really a mindset right it's like a you know always looking for the next opportunity always trying to see what's coming next and 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 being motivated there's a thing too where like i don't know time is money, right? All of, all of our time is money. Like, you know, and you have a very, you have a finite amount of time, but there's an infinite amount of money out there for you to make. So like, I think there is a level of people need to set what their time is worth. But when it comes to something like that, that is not directly affecting your time and taking away from the worth, the value of your time. When it comes to like, for instance, I had an account that called me today money mike if you ever hear this you're my boy don't take this the wrong way but he needed a bottle of decently expensive mezcal delivered like a 200 dollars bottle of mezcal but <clears throat> it's the third of july most of our office staff is gone it probably would have been a pain in the ass to go to the office pick it up go drop it off for what realistically would have boiled down to like seven dollars commission pre-tax probably would have been about an hour of my day for seven dollars commission pre-tax my time's worth more than $7 an hour. So like, I just wasn't going to do it. And it got, it all ended up getting done anyways. And I actually got $7 for doing nothing, but like you have to find how much your time is worth and like make those decisions. But as it relates to what we're talking about right now, I mean, dude, that's as easy as it gets. Fucking use the internet to your power, man. Yeah, it's there. It's free. And like, same thing, same same exact thing with Facebook marketplaces. I was talking about eBay and actually when I was down in Dallas, I was using offer up offer yeah. up is money, but up here, there's just not enough people. Like, I mean, dude, there's 8 million people in, in around Dallas. It's like, right. it's easy. Uh, meaning like for an app like that, but Facebook marketplace, dude, unlimited, like you can have as many items listed as you want. It's like, a, yeah. it's a free store. Um, you know, not paying a cent in, in, uh, you know, retail space, taxes, Ryan, anything, space, yeah, yeah, anything, like, anything. Um, just, this yeah. is an, this is an aside that has nothing to do with anything, but I got asked this in the very first interview I ever went on for like a big boy job when I was 22. 
in a liquor store, as somebody who worked at a liquor store, what would you say is the most expensive part of the liquor store? The coolers. Oh, fucking rights, Benny boy. Because they're always running. They're, even when the store's closed, they're running. They're always costing you money. They fucking break. Good job. I'm, I just wanted to make sure you that had nothing store. to do with it. We're I had nothing to do with anything. I actually answered it wrong. I fucking, I, he stumped me, but it, you know, obviously makes sense. But anyways, well, I think that's like an interesting, it was a good little chat we just had, but there was something else I wanted to talk about. I saw this today uh, as I was driving down to, driving down to Bass Pro Shops before I get into what I wanted to talk about. It's insane. So I decided this week that I wanted to teach myself how to surf fish. I fish all the time. I love fishing. But I live two miles from Long Island Sound, which is one of the best striped bass fisheries in the world. And I haven't taken advantage of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to teach myself how to surf fish. I'm going to, you know, go down, throw some lines in this weekend, maybe catch a couple stripers. That'd be cool. Bass Pro Shops was sold out of every single reel in there. Everyone. Every single one. From $25 to $700. Not, I walked up to the reel counter and it was just barren. And I walk up to the guy, I'm like, holy shit, you guys got cleaned out, huh? He's like, it's insane. I guess there's supply Dude. chain issues from China right now. And so, like, they can't get them in, can't order them online. Every online outdoor retailer is sold out. It's fucking pandemonium. Everybody's That's trying so to fish. That's so funny. Guess what else? Guess what other industry right now? Mountain Bicycles. Bikes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Dude, you can't get a mountain bike right now unless you want to pay, like, five g's it's in, it's insane it's just it's fucking ridiculous i mean i listen i get it and i'm actually like it's actually encouraging because it's like more people are getting out more people are being active more people are doing stuff which is like great for what just what physical activity does for your mindset the chemical makeup of your brain great i'm a little pissed off because i was really hoping to slam a couple hogs tomorrow but whatever it is what it is anyways dude go hey I know we're on the pod right now, but this is a conversation. If you want to cruise up to my house, I have that. I have a surf casting whole setup in my shed you can have. Oh, fucking right. I'm going up tomorrow. I'm going up okay. to have dinner with my pops tomorrow. <laughs> if anybody that's listening on Sunday wants to come over on Saturday for dinner, just hit me up. 153. Actually, you know what? I shouldn't probably give out my dad's address. Um, anyways, that wasn't what I wanted to talk about. As I was getting ready to leave the house, I was, I was, cruising through Instagram stories and I saw this person I'm not going to say who they were whatever but they had reposted somebody's Instagram post about like why people shouldn't be proud to celebrate the 4th of July and I had a real problem with that now the 4th of, just full disclosure the 4th of July is my second favorite holiday by far you and I have shared a lot of great 4th of July's together down at the beach so it has a special place in my heart. RIP. But the main reason I have an issue with it is because I think a lot of people look at the current state of the country and have problems with it, right? And believe, believe you me, I have plenty of issues with this country myself. I think our government's a fucking joke. I think lobbyists are a fucking joke. I think there's a lot of things about this country that are not great. But when it comes to the 4th of July and celebrating American independence, the reason I have an issue with that is because here you're allowed to think those things. You're allowed to do those things. You don't have to worry about someone from the KGB 
or the secret service in China coming and knocking on your door and dragging you out of your fucking house and making you go to court and jail and concentration camps or prison camps, labor camps for what you say. You have the ability to say what you want. And if you don't agree, you cannot fucking agree. And that's the beauty of this fucking country. Is Dude, that, like, I, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't agree more with you. I just saw this awesome quote and it's like, and it was like, um, well, if you're going to cancel your 4th of July plans because, because the government told you so, don't you think that's, you know, a, a little bit ironic? In, yeah, in, right. <laughs> in, in terms of it's Independence Day and the whole point of, of the holiday is, is to be free. I just like, I think, I think a lot of people look at the current state of the country and just think like, Oh, this is America. This is the way it always is. And like, dude, like think back to like how this country was founded in the first, not, not founded, but you know, how we gained our independence from England. Like it was a bunch of people who said, you know, fuck you, man. Like we're not going to do what you tell us anymore. We're going to do what we want to do. And like, that's the American spirit. That's why like that's the beautiful thing about America is that we don't all agree. We don't all get along. We don't all see eye to eye and everything. And that's okay. Like that's fucking okay. Like it may piss people off. And like, I think people give too much credence to what other people think and other people do. And they let too much of other people's negativity affect their own energy. But like, keyboard, dude, keyboard that, warriors, man, keyboard warriors. And like, I've even been a little bit of a keyboard warrior lately too. I've been getting into it with people <laughs> online. I tweeted at the fucking state representative or the state senator for Connecticut because he's bashing Trump on Twitter. And it's like, bro, Connecticut's $190 million in debt. Can you guys fucking do something here? Like you, you guys are doing nothing and you're focusing on these bigger issues. Anyways, it's we're not a political point. podcast. It's okay. We're not a political right. podcast. Um, but like, that's the beauty of America though, is that I can fucking tweet a senator and tell him he's fucking up and not doing his job. And I don't, there's no repercussions for that. I can speak my mind. Like that's the beauty of this fucking country. So listen, if people don't want to celebrate the 4th of July and don't think America deserves it, that's your prerogative. But I still think this is one of the greatest countries in the world. Being born here, just being born here gives you the opportunity to achieve anything you want. If you're willing to fucking put in the work. Sure. Some people start with a leg up, but everybody in this country has the opportunity to achieve whatever the fuck they want as long as they're willing to put in the fucking work. And I'm sick of people who don't want to put in the fucking work telling the rest of us the way we're supposed to fucking feel about something. It's so crazy. One thing I've actually noticed is that immigrants that come to the United States absolutely thrive. Like we're talking, they end up, you know, doing something. And it's, it's mostly because they had that same work ethic in the country that didn't allow them to do anything. And then they come here and they're like, well, this is what we need to do to put food on the table. And next thing you know, it's like they work so hard that no one else wants to work. And then next thing you know, they have like all this money or, or whatever, you know what I mean? They're just, they're living prosperously because yep. you know, it's, it's a, there was a there's a study I read one time about the the children of first generation. Hey, let me cut. Hey, all right, yeah, go ahead. You tell yours, and then I'll tell a story. So I, I read a I first read generation article, first generation immigrant Americans, right? So you know whatever Chinese Americans, Italian Americans, whatever. They are like. I forget the percentage, but a significant percentage more likely to succeed and go on to like you know be doctors and lawyers and all these high paying jobs 
and they work so much harder because of the sacrifice their parents make for them. You know, you get people that come over from, to, you know, from Asia or Africa, whatever, that their parents are like surgeons in their countries and they come here and they can't get certified and they can't work and they go and they be janitors and they bust their fucking ass to provide for their families and their kids pay them back and appreciate that and go on to be successful because they're willing to put in the work. They're instilled with that work ethic and they make the rest of us look bad because we're all just over here, like expecting everything to be fucking handed to us. Yeah, dude. All right. Hey, amen to that. And, and we've had a, uh, we've had a couple episodes where Aaron's got to boast about his, you know, hell of a week, we'll call it or whatever, you know, whether it be the stock market or, you know, making Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Whatever. Well, the other day, Basically, I, the first deck job that I was on up here in Jackson met this guy who's got a landscaping company and he's got a big time landscaping company and they do landscaping. Well, a lot of times landscapers get tied in with fencers because if you're getting landscaping done on your property, chances are you're getting a fence or you're, sure. you're asking the landscaper like, hey, you know, we need a fence and a lot of landscaping companies do fence. So this guy doesn't do fence. So here I am just working and next door, they're doing a big landscaping job. Long story short, we're talking with the guy who, who owns a company who's, who's friends with, uh, with Todd. And, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, I got, he's like, I got this like fence job or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, I don't, I don't really, can't really do the job or, or, or whatever. And, and Todd's like, dude, here's your guy, like pointing to me, like yep. kid's a fencer. And uh, so got, got the information, you know, from the guy and I go and look at this fence job, an old couple and uh, they needed basically 70 feet of fence just in like an L shape down a hill across with a gate. The guy that quoted him, who's got a billion things going on, quoted him four grand. I'll, I'll speak numbers here. Cause this is just to show the value of like learning a skill. Sure. So guy quotes him four grand. So I go, and I look at the job, they don't, they want to do it for three grand. So I'm like, okay, well, what do we got? So I went and looked at it. Long story short, I got the, I got the material for $765 Do the math people. And it took me eight hours and I talked to the couple for two hours and they're my new friends. And I got 3000 bucks. Nobody wants to do the work. They, you know how many people, like they've asked everybody. They asked the biggest landscaper in town. Like we need a fence. Nobody wants to do it. It was a steep hill, you know, like nobody wants to work. Call me the fence doctor from now on, you know, cause I'm yeah. making doctor style money boys and I girls. Mean, 22, 35 in 
eight hours, I mean, you're talking, you know, upwards of $300 an hour. That's, that's doc, that's surgeon money right there. That's surgeon money. Um, now, nah, I mean, dude, I hey, guess it was one day and that's the other thing. Look at the bigger picture. But if I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was a, it was a, one of the best days of work I've ever had. It just, yeah. it, it went that way. But guess what? Guess how many people helped me? Zero. Four C clamps. <laughs> Seriously, nobody. I did it. You know, it's like. But I, there's there's even another added like layer there that hasn't paid off yet, but hopefully and probably will down the line. But like, they're yeah, going to recommend. Came outside four times and was like, "Oh my gosh, I love it! It's exactly what I wanted." And no, they're going to tell their part. friends. Yeah. Well, right, exactly. They're going to tell their friends, and word will get passed around, and then there's going to be. Myco Enterprises Part Two in Jackson, Wyoming, the new fencing company in Jackson, Wyoming. No, I mean, dude, you're you're totally right. And we t- and we talked that day, and you were telling me about it. It's like, but, and, hey, and then look at this one other aspect. They thought they saved a thousand bucks, right? You know what I mean? Like they to think that someone quoted them that much. And well, they, they did like, save a thousand dollars. No, no, they did. But I mean, like in their mind, they're like, this is group. You know what I mean? It's just all I'm talking about in, in the grander scheme. Right. Like, you know, like I could have been like, no, I, no, that's, I can't do it. But right. you know, it's like, like you just said, I do that one for quote unquote cheaper, right. you know, and and make them super happy and now you know they tell bob and joe and sue and 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 everyone else and then you know every oh come get this cheap fencer like (laughs) okay yeah whatever you guys say because i pocket all this profit (laughs) um no i dude i mean but that's like like that's like part of the reason like that's why i bartend like i don't bartend because i need the money like i bartend a because i enjoy it and B, because like, it's nice walking out of a bar at whatever, three in the morning with $350 cash in your pocket. And it's like, yeah, I worked hard for that money. You know, it's not, it's not an easy job at all, especially when you're fucking in the weeds, people standing in front of you and you get drink tickets up to your dick. Like, you know, it's not always easy. It's, it's not easy, especially where I work. But like, it's nice walking out of there and being like, you know, I just worked my ass off. I just got 350 bucks plus whatever's going to come my paycheck. You know, I probably just made $40 an hour for 10 hours, had a couple of drinks with the boys afterwards. And then like, now I'm on my way home and like, yeah, I'll be tired tomorrow. But like, dude, there's just a level of like, you know, you get, you get what you put in. I mean, it's as simple as that. You get what you put in. If you're, you know, just fine with status quo, you're going to have a status quo life. If you're willing to put in the extra work, you're going to have an extra good life, you know? Yeah. Hey, like you, like you've been saying, and and we've been saying, it's like, it's, you get what you put out, you know? So energy, effort, anything. Um, I mean, we've been cruising for about 45 minutes here. So listen, I want to, I want to wrap it up with this. I understand. Well, I, this is kind of just going back to what we were talking about a while ago, but like, I understand that like people are not thrilled with the state of the country right now. I won't say the state of the world, the state of the country. Right. And all this stuff always gets amplified in an election year. And like we said, we're not a political podcast. We're not going to take sides either way, but 
I just want people to remember or to keep in mind that that is the fucking beauty of this country, that you get to have your opinion. No one's going to tell you what to think. It's up to you to decide what you think. And if you don't agree with what's happening, you don't have to agree. That's the beauty of it. If you really don't like it, you can leave. Nobody's keeping you here. Enjoy the 4th of July because not even just for what it represents in American independence, but there are a lot of fucking people that have laid their lives down for this country to be what it is. And it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. We have a lot of flaws. We have a lot of flaws in our political system. We have a lot of flaws just fucking everywhere. There's flaws in this country, but that's what makes it beautiful. If everything was perfect, people would find something else to bitch about. Yeah, Pleasantville. That thing sucked. Who the hell wants to live there? You ever seen that movie, Pleasantville? No. Dude, it's like a um, – actually, it's uh, – what's the other movie that's just like it? It, it, it? It's talking exactly what you're saying. Um, the dude that, like, is living in the, uh, in the bubble. Like, oh, uh, Downsize Me. Downsized. No, 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 dude. People are going to be hitting us. It's, it's, um, the Truman show. Truman show. Good job, Aaron. Good job. Dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, no, no. Like the same thing in terms of that. It's like, dude, um, you know, not if it was perfect, it's, it's not, you know, that's the whole point of it. It's like, I think I think part of what's making me think this way too is I literally I just rewatched Chernobyl. I don't know if you ever watched Chernobyl on HBO. Fucking great. No. I'll give you I'll give you my HBO login. It's five episodes. They're an hour long. It's it you know it, it's a dramatized version of what happened at Chernobyl, but like you know it, it focuses very much on the Soviet Union and the, the end of the Soviet Union, the late eighties, and like dude, like. Like you think you got it bad in America? Like, imagine living in the Soviet fucking Union, where like, if you speak out, where everything is bugged, everything's wiretapped, they're listening to everything you say. You speak out, you're going to a fucking labor camp in Siberia. It's like that in fucking China. It's like that all over the fucking world, where people, where countries are run by dictators or you know, quote unquote democracies. Like, there are places all over the fucking world where if you speak up against the government you're going to a fucking labor camp. Like you don't have to worry about that here. And like, if that's the only thing you take away from this, be fucking happy that that's the case. Yeah, dude. I mean, for real, um, we got to be more appreciative in life. We got to be more grateful in life. Um, and that's it. And, and Hey, good attitudes get rewarded. Like my mom always said, fucking right. Um, well, yeah, subscribe, yeah, subscribe, rate. rate, review, baby. Let's go. You're doing fucking way better at that than I ever did. Um, but we'll catch back up next week. Benny, great chat, buddy. Love you. Love you, dude.